This is Conversations About Foster Care. In this first season, join our conversation about transitions, removal, and coping with change, trauma, and grief. The system is made up of all of us, so let's talk about how we can do better by our kids. Hello, I'm Marika. And I'm Kurt. Uh, We're a married couple. Mm -hmm. I'm an actor. I'm a photographer, uh, maybe soon to be a cinematographer. We'll see if that pans out over the next few years. Uh, We're originally, as you can probably hear from our voices, we're from Australia. Mm -hmm. We moved to America four years ago. Yeah, and we live in New York. New York City. We love it. Mm -hmm. Up in Harlem. And uh, I'm 39-ish, 38. Well, okay, yeah, I'm 38. You're turning 39. Mm. This is our our dog who's just wandered in on the carpet. Hopefully you can't hear him too much. He's a 14-year-old little pug cross from Australia. He's flown all the way from Australia with us a couple of years ago, and he's now going to be an American and never go back to Australia because the uh, (laughs) quarantine there is too full on. And his name is Maverick. Maverick. And he's probably the only person that we'll talk about on here that we're going to say his real name. That's true. Can't say <laughs> can't really say real names of uh, people that we've been involved with in foster care because not that's necessarily not, not helpful. Um, so we recently had our foster daughter removed. Um, she was with us fourteen months, and she was our our first child that we ever parented. We we don't have any other children. And we had always thought that, you know, maybe we would adopt. But I guess, you know, I wasn't terribly educated about that past, knowing that it was something that interested me for a very you, long time. you know, when we were first started to date and things, you relatively early kind of in a relationship told me that you wanted to, if we were going to start a family, to go through the road of adoption rather than having a natural kid because you've always kind of felt that from a... You know, teenager age. Yeah, but once we delved into what foster care is, and you'll hear this a lot on this podcast, but it, the goal of foster care is to reunify a child with their natural parents. Hi everyone, Marika here. I'm just interrupting the episode to talk quickly about labels. Words are important and they can be triggering. And uh, from spending time in the foster community, I'm really aware that some birth families prefer to be called the natural family. Um, Other biological families I know prefer the label of first family. I'm sensitive to the power of words and I want you to know that we're going to probably use all of the above labels throughout this series to differentiate between the family that a child's born into and the family that a child is brought into via fostering or adoption. I hope that's clear. I hope we're not offending anyone. Back to the episode. Once we looked into foster care, we more and more thought, yeah, we can we can do that. We thought we would get an older kid. We actually put our hands up thinking that, you know, I guess a lot of people perhaps come into uh, foster care wanting to be parents and, and perhaps they've been through infertility or they've been through struggles or, or things like that and, and they really would like to have the experience of having a baby. And we didn't necessarily feel that. We felt open to an older child and so we, we really expected that we would get an older kid. We thought there'd be you know, people in a line wanting the babies. Yeah, but instead we got a phone call and... Uh, it was our third phone call. We had a phone call before that. It was asking us for a, a sibling group and, and things like that that we had said we really wanted to focus on one for now as our first <laughs> crack at it. We also have a small apartment. But, uh, yeah, we got rung to take a very, very little baby girl. And when she left our home, she was removed to go live with an extended family member. So she's going to get to grow up surrounded by her her natural family and culture 
And when she left us, she was walking and talking and um, she was starting to become a little girl. Parenting kid, and we're going we're gonna to call her kid on this podcast, was uh, the best decision we ever made and the absolute highlight of our lives. And, and we're now, even though we're quite, you know, grieving because we, we miss her a lot, we feel really passionate about making this podcast for a number of reasons. And I guess the first one uh, is that Kurt feels quite, well, both of us, but you in particular feel quite passionate about reaching out to other people who might be interested in foster care that are kind of, you know, young and perhaps thinking about it but scared or want to know more about it. You know, the one thing I would say is you can do it. The thing people most say to us when we say, oh, we foster parents is, oh, I could never do that. Mm. And we really want to champion people to think and go, well, you can. Yeah. And, and it's hard, but the best things in life are hard, aren't they? And the things that are the, the most rewarding are the most challenging. And at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. If you can help a kid at a time in their life when they're incredibly vulnerable and in a very uncertain situation, and second of all, if you can help their natural family be reunified, well, that's a very, very cool thing to do. And so that's one of the reasons we're making this podcast. The second reason that this particular series, we're going to do eight episodes and we're going to talk a lot about removals and transitions because when we were going through this period, we, we had a, a period where we, we knew it might uh, be that kid would go to live with this extended family member. And then we had a period where we knew she was going to go live with that extended family member. And for us, it was a period of about two weeks from where we got the final, yep, that's happening to when she left our home. And um, in that time, we we really looked around for other podcasts or, you know, articles or blogs or we went to our agency and we said, do you have a support group? Do you have other people we can talk to? And what we found was there really isn't a lot of discussion about what happens after foster care, what happens after a placement leaves your home. And most importantly, because I can't reiterate enough that it's, it's less about us and most about the kids, you know, how can we as a foster care community, whether we are birth parents, whether we are former foster youth, whether we are caseworkers, whether we are foster parents, how can we make those transitions and those changes for kids loving and positive and as gracious and as... Um, With the kids' needs in mind. Yeah. And so often, you know, everyone's talking about their emotions and their feelings, us included. Of course, and um, that's natural to have those sure, feelings. Sure, but, but often, you know, we found that there was a stark lack of anyone going what's best for this kid even mm. in the courtrooms or the you know whatever that they're, they're just they're talking about everyone's sides this is a lack of talking about well what's best for the kid and what can we all do to make that transition easier and clear and loving for a kid and less traumatic less traumatic trauma. totally because we just we don't want more trauma right that's um presumably why a kid comes into the system in the first place so this podcast we want to talk about in the next eight episodes about an area of foster care that we think is really underserved and unspoken about an area where there's not nearly enough support and that's kind of understandable because the focus is always on where are we going to put this kid and who are they going to end up with and, and of course that's very important but uh, let's talk about transitions and removals. Um, Kurt's just pointing uh, to me to talk about. Um, he's going to be my uh, my helper to remember to make sure I don't talk in uh, foster care speak because sometimes I use buzzwords of the industry and I forget that not everyone knows um, the definition. So just very quickly for, for any of you who aren't familiar with how foster care works, and I can only speak 
remember we've we haven't had a huge amount of experience we've been foster cares foster parents to exactly one child for 14 months and in the state of new york so please bear in mind that obviously we can't speak not at all for everyone but um in the state of new york uh at least this is how it rolls out the first goal of foster care is for reunification and that means with one of the parents so the mum or the dad hopefully with enough support mum or dad can be able to parent and that's the first best option obviously for any kid anywhere to to be back with their their mum or their dad if it's a safe and viable and supported environment for them to be in and then the next step if that if for whatever reason doesn't work out then the agency or the Uh, state will look into kinship. So finding a relative, someone in the family, in their community, hopefully who already knows the child, who's willing to become their guardian and maybe even adopt them. And then the the worst case scenario or the last resort rather is, is going to maybe the foster parents of the child or someone else in the community who would like to adopt a child and sometimes that is the foster parents who've been parenting the child and sometimes it's not sometimes their foster parents are, are not looking to be adoptive parents and so that child needs to then find another family and so again that's another big change a transition so it, it's not about who the child is transitioning to or from it's about us all having a conversation and coming to the table to talk about how we make those changes and transitions easier and smoother even when there is you know ego and emotion and and it's it's a really hard thing we're all doing it's extremely hard um so that's just a little brief kind of uh, layout of of how it works at least in the state of new york yeah another reason we wanted to do this podcast is most of the people in the podcast uh, that we hear or listen to uh, come from a christian background and there's a lot of talk about god wanted me to do this and, and i was led by god and that's all well and good all the best to those people but we don't happen to be christian ourselves nope. we kind of want to you know again champion the foster care for you know people of, of our generation of our vintage to come to, to foster care not because god said but because we think it's a good thing to do and again, there's nothing against you know Christians. We have you know, a lot of Christian friends, obviously, but, <laughs> but um, we just found that basically every one, every um, podcast we were listening to was really coming from a place of Christian gospel and and talk and stuff. So we wanted to to do a. Um, a godless podcast, if you will. <laughs> but um, if you're listening and you're a Christian, welcome. We're, we're really happy to, that you're listening, and yeah. uh, we certainly are welcoming you to have a chat with us as well. Um, the so, other, sorry, the other part of that as well is that most of the other podcasts and blogs also blur. There's a lot of like adoption podcasts. Mm. It says adoption foster podcast, and then there are people to that in those podcasts talking about domestic adoption or international adoption, and that is such a far different thing, completely different thing yeah. from what we're talking about. So we really wanted to make a podcast that is just about foster parenting and being a foster parent. We're not going to be talking about anything to do with any other type of adoption. Yeah, and just um, to clarify, for again, for anyone who maybe isn't clear, there's something called international adoption where y- you can pursue adopting usually an infant or a very young child from a foreign country. There's DIA, which is domestic infant adoption, where you perhaps through an agency or, or independently find someone who is pregnant and uh, for whatever reason not wanting to parent and commit to adopting their baby. And then there's foster care and and we find it, you know, a little bit, anyway, from my point of view, bizarre that those can be sort of umbrellaed under the same thing because foster care, as Kurt just said, is a 
very, very vastly different thing. And um, the goal of foster care is to reunify and to help kids be reunified with their natural families, if at all possible. So, yeah, we just want to make that distinction. That's not to say that kids from foster care don't get adopted. Obviously, that can be an outcome, but um, it's not a reason to go into foster care. Yeah, I, I mean, I we, I think we, we struggle with that a little bit, um, you know, because I, I still want to create a family, mm. and that's a, a, a dual kind of... Um, there's a lot of things probably we'll talk about that have a, a dual nature to them in the sense that your heart wants one thing and you you rationally know that potentially it's better for another thing to happen. But for me, I, I struggle with that concept of supporting everything about the foster care system that it is, you know, we set up and we know cerebrally what we're here for, but there are some stories that we've heard and we'll bring some people onto the podcast mm. uh, in the future that can tell some of these stories that really makes you go, you know, if we're all thinking about the kid here, is sending that kid to a grandparent in, you know, states and states away that's never met that kid the best for this kid that has grown up with a, a family that known them for, you know, two years of their life and has siblings. All that stuff is has a duality that you, you, you grapple with and you try and figure yeah. out, well, what is best for that kid? And we don't know is the, is the bottom line. And foster care is full of grey area. You know, there would be as many former foster youth who would perhaps say, well, yeah, being raised with grandma states away is still ultimately in the long race for want of a better, better expression, uh, the best thing for that kid. And then there would perhaps be um, other experts in child psychology who would argue or that... the foster youth that have gone the other way. Well, yeah, it, totally. And, um, and I think we want to welcome in this conversation, we're going to refer to that word a lot because we really do want this to be a conversation and we are very open to hearing from, or we're hoping to connect with first families, former foster youth and foster other foster parents so we can collectively have this conversation. I think the one thing that I have learned is that it really is possible to hold that duality in your heart and your mind. You know, we as humans can hold a love for a child that is um, unbreakable and very real and forever and at the same time know in your heart that the best thing for them might be to be with someone else and you can hold those seemingly opposing feelings and thoughts at the same time and I'm not saying that it is comfortable because it's not and and I've also learned you won't ever necessarily come down on either side of it because you probably won't you'll probably always feel that duality and and foster care asks that of um, pretty much everyone involved that we that we hold on to concepts that are seemingly opposed and that we just sit with that and walk through that and um it's it's tricky stuff but that's what we're going to talk about we're gonna this is our first episode we hope you enjoyed listening to us and uh, we look forward to having more uh conversations with you in the coming weeks thanks for listening We encourage you to make an inquiry about becoming a foster parent. Because every kid deserves to be loved unconditionally, even when their future is uncertain. We're the grown-ups. We can do that. And every kid is worth it.